Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, have you ever thought, why was I put on this earth? What should be my greatest goal in life? What is the single greatest achievement I could obtain on this earth? What is the secret to eternal life? Well, the answer to all of these questions is exactly the same. It's found in two words, knowing God. You see, that's what God wants for you and for you more than anything else in life. In Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6, we read the following. It says, I want to show you love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to, to know me more than I want burnt offerings. You see, God wants you to know him and to know him personally. Today, the popular thing is to know yourself. You know, find out who you are. Get in touch with your inner feelings. Discover the real you. Let me let you, let you in on a little secret. Unless you get to know God, you'll never get to know yourself. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. See, when it comes to knowing God, there are four groups of people in this world. There are, first, there are people who don't know God, and they know they don't know God. They make no pretense about it. They either don't believe in God, or they believe in God, but they don't acknowledge a personal relationship with Him, and have no desire to have a personal relationship with Him. Second, there are people who don't know God, but they think they know God. This includes a lot of religious people, a lot of people who regularly attend church, and they honestly think they know God, but they really don't know Him. Third group, there are people who know God, but they're not sure they know God. I've met a lot of these people. They, they really do know God, perhaps not as well as they should, but they do know Him. They're just not sure that they have a personal relationship with Him. Fourth, there are people who know God, and they know they know God. These are the people who know God and, and have a deep personal relationship with God, and you would never be able to convince them otherwise. The Apostle John referred to these types of people when he said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, the following. This is how we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Well, I would like to make these three simple statements that can transform your life and can totally transform how you see your relationship with God. Number one, you can know God and know that you know Him. Listen again to 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. 
says, this is how we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Now, let those two statements sort of sink in. You can know God, he says, and you can know that you know God. See, the very reason that Jesus Christ came to this earth is so that you and I could know God and that we could become God's friends. The Bible says, Romans chapter 5, verse 11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. See, think about that. You can know God to such an extent that you and he are the best of friends. The Bible says God wants to be your best friend. He wants you to be his best friend. That's not only why Jesus came. It's why God sent Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. God has done it all. He sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. Can you think of a greater privilege in this life than becoming a friend of God? That's why I say to you unequivocally, life's greatest privilege ever is knowing God. You know, you can learn a lot about people by what they brag about. I want you to listen to what God himself said that you and I ought to be bragging about. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. The Lord says, don't brag about your wisdom or strength or wealth. If you feel you must brag, then have enough sense to brag about worshiping me, the Lord. What I like best is showing kindness, justice, and mercy to everyone on earth. How many times do we hear people bragging about how much they know or how powerful they are, or how many things they have? Do you know why people brag about these things? Well, it's because people want to be intellectual, so they brag about how much they know. They want to be influential, so they brag about how mighty and powerful they are. They want to be imperial, so they brag about how many things they have. God says the only thing in life worth bragging about is that you understand him and know him. Now, that word know in the Hebrew language, it means to know with your senses. It's not just in your mind. It's not just an intellectual knowledge. It's an emotional knowledge. It means not just to know about God in your head, it means to know God and know about God right in your heart. You know, you can know a lot about God without knowing God. Let me ask you the question of the day. Do you know God? I'm not asking you whether you know about God. I'm not asking you, what is your theological IQ? I'm not asking you how much Bible trivia you can recite or how many Bible verses you've memorized. 
I'll admit that you've got to know something about God before you can know God, but you can know much about God without actually knowing God. You see, the average person thinks that just believing in God is all that is necessary. But that's a long way from knowing God and having a relationship with God. This world is filled with people who acknowledge the existence of God in one way or another, but they don't know Him. Point number two, you can show that you do know God. You see, you can not only know that you know God, but you can show others that you know God. Well, how? By obeying Him and by keeping His commandments. In fact, one of the ways you can be assured that you know Him is by simply examining your heart and your life and asking yourself this question. Basically, the question is, does my heart have an attitude of obedience and is my life a demonstration of the action of obedience? Here's the way John puts it in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. You see, John doesn't mince any words here. You can claim to know God all you want. You can call yourself a believer. You can call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ. You can do that until you have no voice left. But if you do not keep his commandments, if you do not do what God asks us to do, then John says, then you're a liar. You know, there's an interesting statement in the book of Daniel. We studied the book of Daniel a while back. You can visit one of our previous programs and see that. God, uh, it, it, it's interesting because here, let, let, me, well, let me just show you how it reads. It's in Daniel chapter 11 and it's in verse 32. But the people who acknowledge their God will stand strong and act. That's a simple statement, but we can draw two conclusions from that statement. First of all, there are people who know God and there are people who don't. Second, there is a difference between people who know God and people who don't. People who know God live like they know God. People who don't know God live as if they don't. I don't think the average follower of Jesus understands just how crucial obedience is to their relationship with God. Obedience is crucial to our spiritual happiness. It's indispensable to our spiritual health. It is absolutely necessary for our spiritual holiness. There is nothing that will cause you to doubt your salvation or nothing that will cause you to doubt that you know God 
more or to doubt that you have a relationship with God more than our disobedience. The most famous king in the Old Testament, King David. You read the story of David, committed adultery with a woman named Bathsheba, got her pregnant. To cover it up, he called Uriah, her husband. He called him back from the battlefield and tried to get him to sleep with his wife Bathsheba, but, but he refused. So King David had Uriah sent back to the battlefield and put on the front lines. Then he ordered him deserted by his fellow soldiers. So he would be murdered, but it would look like a death in combat. David then went into a cover-up. Well, that would make Watergate look like a picnic. But the entire time, he tried to cover up what he had done that whole time. He was absolutely miserable. He wrote about his experience in the 51st Psalm, verse 12. So when he's finally getting ready to, to get things right with God and confess, he writes, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. You see, David learned the hard way. Your assurance of knowing God goes out the window with our disobedience. It's important here for us to learn a lesson about obedience because a lot of people don't understand what it is. Serving God is not the same thing as obeying God. Service is doing something for God. Obedience is doing the right thing for God. There's a difference between obedience and service. Do you know that you can serve God without obeying God? Obedience is not doing what you want to do for God. It's doing for God what God wants you to do for Him. Obedience is doing what God wants us to do, when God wants us to do it, where God wants us to do it, the way God wants us to do it. The point is, actions speak louder than words. I've heard people say, Talk is cheap. It's worse than that. When it comes to knowing God, talk is worthless. We can show others we know God by living a life of surrendered obedience to God. Point number three. We can grow in how you know God. One of the things that each of us ought to pray for is that we grow in our knowledge of God. In Ephesians chapter 1 and in verse 17, Paul writes, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. You know, you never really know someone until you live with them. The more time you spend with someone, well, the more you get to know them and the better you get to know them. Well, the same thing is true with God. We can grow in our knowledge of God 
we ought to know God better today than we knew Him yesterday and better tomorrow than we know Him today. I want to share with you very quickly three practical steps we can take to grow in our knowledge of God. First of all, spend time with God. Train your mind to remember God consistently. Maintain continuous contact with God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Never stop praying. Some people think that spending time with God means getting alone with God or just a certain period of time. That's one way to spend time with God. But the truth is, there should never be a time when we are not spending time with God. We need to practice the presence of God every moment of our life. God wants to go with us everywhere we go. Learn to practice God's presence. Follow me on Instagram. Start each day with that one-minute devotional, Santos underscore Bill. Second, get into God's Word. If you really want to grow in your knowledge of God, you've got to get as deeply as you can into this book. The more you know what God says, the more you hear what God wants, the more you hear what God wants for your life, the better you are able to carry out His will. The better able you are to carry out His will, the closer you will get to Him. The closer you get to Him, the better you will know Him. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, we've read this a few times already. It says that the way we know God is to keep His commandments. That's the way we know that we know Him. That word keep His command, keep, that was originally a sailor's term. It was based upon the fact that in Bible days, sailors steered by the stars. What John was saying was, when you know God, you will steer your life by His commandments. Your life will be guided by what God says. And the more God sees that you want to be guided by what He says, the more He will say to you when you listen to His Word. Finally, do what is pleasing to God. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come close to God and God will come close to you. There are two things that really please God. When you trust Him and when you obey Him. That's the way you really go after God. That's the way you grow in your relationship with God. When you believe what God says and you do what God asks. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to His voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. The more you love God, the more you will obey God. The more you obey God, the closer you will be to God. 
the closer you are to God, the more you will know God. The more you know God, the more you will love God. And the circle just continues. You know, I really hope that today in this program, I have given you a thirst and a hunger to really know God. If I haven't yet, maybe this statement will. Knowing God is not only the key to earthly life, knowing God is the essence of eternal life. John 17, verse 3 says, And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. You see, that's why I can say to you today, and there is nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, more important in this life than knowing God. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us and being merciful to us. Thank you for sending Jesus that in the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, we are able to better understand and know you. Continue to reveal who you are to us. Bless each and every viewer, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to that time in the program where we have our special offer for all of our viewers. We hope you take advantage of this offer. Uh, if you're watching us, maybe for the very first time, every program we have a resource, a tool, a book generally uh, that we'd like to share with you uh, to help you better understand God's will and to add to your spiritual library of resources. And so uh, these books or these offers are, are, are free of charge. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. Uh, they arrive postage paid at your home. Uh, today, I have this book. We've offered this one before, and it was very, very popular. I will offer it again. It's called A Five-Day Plan to Know God. Uh, it's a great little book. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a small little book. And we send these smaller books because they're, to be honest with you, they're easier to, to mail. Um, you can probably sit down, you know, in one sitting, you're going to read this whole thing. But it's a tremendous resource. If you'd like to have this book as a gift from Lessons for Living Television, pay close attention now to the information you're about to hear. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living Television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box, 27030 Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030 Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. 
If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much uh, for watching and for tuning in. And let me ask you, like I do every week, you know, to help us. We're, we're still building audience. So anything that you can do to let your friends or your family know about the program, that you enjoy the program, you know, when it's going to be on, you know, anything you can do to promote our broadcast, we greatly appreciate that. Now, to help you, uh, because folks sometimes aren't able to watch the program when it's on, you don't have to worry because all of the programs would be accessible on our YouTube channel. So we have a YouTube channel. Just go on YouTube and look up Lessons for Living Television. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel there. Um, once you subscribe, every time we upload a program to YouTube, you're going to get a notification. You can see our programs on our Facebook page. Go on Facebook, look up Lessons for Living Television. All of the programs are there. You can go on our website, l4ltv.com. Uh, there's a tab that says Previous Programs. All of the previous programs are there. There's a link. It actually takes you back to our YouTube channel, and you can watch all of the programs and share them. You can uh, request the offer that we just made. It's there on the website also under the uh, free offer uh, tab. And there's also a Donate Today tab that should you be so impressed to send a donation to the ministry to help keep the program on the air, I want you to know a couple of things about the donation. Number one is I don't draw a salary from that donation. That every single penny that comes in to the telecast is used for the telecast. It pays for the studio time. It pays for the air time where you're watching it right now. It pays for any post-production we do on the program. It pays for the free gifts and the postage to get those gifts. Not one penny comes to me or comes to wardrobe. That's why you see me wearing the same thing all the time because I don't have a big wardrobe budget. And so please, I want you to know, the second thing I want you to know about the donation is that every, every dollar you send is also, you'll get a, uh, a tax-deductible receipt that you can use for income tax purposes. So, so keep that in the back of your mind. Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Follow me on Instagram because every day I put out a one-minute devotional. And it can be part of your getting to know God. You can start your day off with that one-minute devotional. And you can then also spread that and share that with with your friends on Instagram. I want to remind you also of the missionnowcanada.com website. And that's the part of our ministry that does overseas humanitarian work. You know, we've been to the Philippines, we've been to Paraguay. In fact, we're doing some incredible work in uh, Paraguay amongst the indigenous people there in the Chaco region of Paraguay. Go on the website, missionnowcanada.com. Look at the pictures. Find out, you know, what we're doing. Find out when we will be going on our next trip. Maybe you can join us or you can sponsor a young person to come with us or, or you can make a donation specifically to those particular overseas humanitarian projects. Well, lots of stuff for you to consider. 
thank you again for being here. We are completely out of time, so I have to go. God bless you. We look forward to doing this again real soon. See you then.